Well, good afternoon. Welcome. My name is Bevan Caramello, and you are listening to your weekly Skinny with Jesus. Today is November 14th, 2017, and we are in a series. This is actually the last call on this series. It's called Interrupted. We are talking about the lives of Uh, different people in the Bible who were greatly interrupted by God, or maybe their plans were greatly interrupted by God. And I think over the past few weeks, as we have studied these different lives, I think we've really begun to see a few common threads woven into all of these lives, okay? So um, I think the first thing that we see is that interruptions are often very uncomfortable, right? Um, We see in the life of Daniel um, in the beginning of his story where he is taken into slavery. He's taken into captivity and drugs really far from home. Uh, With Jonah, we see that he was asked to witness to his enemies. God gave him a message that he was supposed to take to people that he loathed and despised. Um, We saw with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, um, they were thrown into a fiery furnace. Okay, talk about uncomfortable, right? Um, And and I think that it's we really see that these interruptions, um, interruptions in general, they go against our human nature because we like to make our own choices, don't we? We like to control our own lives, and we don't really like to be steered off of whatever the course is that we've chosen for ourselves. Um, So we see oftentimes that interruptions are really uncomfortable. Um, I think the second thing that we see in these lives we've been studying uh, is that we see surrender. At some point in each of these lives that we've looked at, we see a moment of surrender, that moment when each person chooses to trust God's intervention and do things God's way. You know, Matthew um, had a moment of surrender. He had to give up his financial security as a tax collector to change his life and step into his calling as a follower of Christ. Not a very lucrative position, right? They didn't always even know where they were going to sleep. And, you know, tax collectors oftentimes were considered financially set as they were skimming, um, you know, off the taxes they were collecting for Rome. So he had to give that up. He had to surrender his plans. Jonah, we see after, uh, after trying to run from God and being thrown overboard in the middle of a storm, he finally surrenders to God's will and praises God from the belly of a giant fish. So we see this, this common thread of surrender. And then I think the third thing that we see in each life we've studied is obedience. You know, after their surrender, we see them walk in obedience. Challenging and difficult and yet beautiful obedience. You know, we studied one week, we looked at Moses last week, in fact. We saw him doubting himself and his own abilities, just deeply doubting what God was asking him to do, his ability to do what God was asking him to do. But still, eventually he chose to trust God to work in him and through him. And he did eventually lead God's people out of Egypt, just like God said he would. We saw with the lives of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we saw 
um, you know, them refusing to bow down and worship King Nebuchadnezzar's golden statue. You know, they were willing to be obedient to the God that they served, even to the point of death, if that's what had been asked of them. You know, praise God for their, their deliverance that came. They were delivered completely from that fire, and they didn't die. But all of these lives are spectacular, not because they were blessed with ease in life or calm or lack of difficulty. So often, isn't that what we're after? We want life to be easy, right? But these lives that we're studying, they were quite the opposite. They, we're, we're studying them not because they were easy lives, but we're, in fact, we're awestruck and convicted by their lives because they triumphed amidst the challenges. And because despite the difficulty, despite the lack of comfort, they surrendered and obeyed. And the life that we are looking at today is no different. Okay, today we are going to be in the book of Genesis, chapter 24. We're going to be talking about Rebecca. Okay, so turn with me if you have your Bibles with you. If you are driving or just in a place where you don't have your Bible in front of you, that's okay. I'm going to read it out loud for us. Um, turn with me to chapter 24. We're going to start in verses 1 through 4. Okay, it says, Abraham was now old and well advanced in years, and the Lord had blessed him in every way. He said to the chief servant in his household, the one in charge of all that he had, put your hand under my thigh. I want you to swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not get a, um, that you will not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom, I'm, whom I am living. But will go to my country and my own relatives and get a wife for my son Isaac. Okay, so Abraham had moved his family, and they were living in the land of Canaan, the land that God had promised the Israelites. And so they're surrounded by foreigners, and God is saying, and, and so Abraham's saying to his servant, go back to my people to find a wife for my son, Okay. Okay, let's skip on down to verse 10. It says, Then the servant took ten of his master's camels and left, left taking with him all kinds of good things from his master. He set out for, um, I'm going to butcher one of these words, but I'm just going to do my best. He set out for Aram Naharim and made his way to the town of Nahor. He had the camels kneel down near the well outside of the town. It was toward evening, the time, the women go out to draw water. Then he prayed, Oh Lord, God of, God of my master Abraham, give me success today and show kindness to my master Abraham. See, I am standing beside the spring and the daughters of the townspeople are coming out to draw water. May it be that when I see a girl, please let down your jar that I may have a drink. And she says, drink and I'll water your camels too. Let her be the one you have chosen for your servant Isaac this I will know that you have shown kindness to my master before he had finished praying Rebecca came out with her jar on her shoulder she was the daughter of Bethuel son of Milcah 
who was the wife of Abraham's brother Nahor. The girl was very beautiful, a virgin. No man had ever lain with her. She went down to the spring, filled her jar, and came up again. The servant hurried to meet her and said, Please give me a little water from your jar. Drink, my lord, she said, and quickly lowered her jar to her hands and gave him a drink. After she had given him a drink, she said, I'll draw water for your camels too until they have finished drinking. So she quickly emptied her jar into the trough, ran back to the well, to draw more water and drew enough for all his camels without saying a word the man watched her closely to learn whether or not the lord had made his journey successful okay guys right here in the life of rebecca we see interruption number one you guys she's just there to get her water for the day this is what she did every single day day in and day out they had to walk sometimes you know, a mile or more to get their water for cooking, for bathing, for cleaning. And so she's got her jar up on her shoulder. She gathers the water. She comes back and there's this man, this thirsty man that asks for a drink, you know, and I can just imagine if it didn't me, I probably would have been like, seriously, if I give you this water, now I'm going to have to go back and I'm going to have to get more water to walk back up to the house. But that's not her reaction at all, right? When she's interrupted by this thirsty man, she stops and she offers him her water. And I'm sure, you guys, that she had a list to do a mile long because don't we always, right? We always have lists upon lists, and we never get it all done. But she puts this man before her her list of things to do. She stops, and she's not annoyed by the interruption. She serves. And not only does she serve his needs, but she goes above and beyond She doesn't just offer the man a drink, but she waters his camels too. I mean, this probably would have taken several trips to fill a trough with water. But she stops and she goes, she does more work than what's expected of her. Back then it was common if there was a a guest or or somebody new there at the well, that to, to offer them water was customary, but it wasn't expected for her to water his camels too. And so this part in the story just got me thinking, you know, how do we, how do we respond to interruptions in the middle of our everyday lives? Because you see, God was up to something here, wasn't he? I mean, she didn't know it yet, but Abraham's servant was watching her and he'd been praying. He'd been praying that God would, would bring the right woman. She didn't know he was praying for her. But God sent her out. God knew the timing of all of it. And so it says before he had even finished praying, here came Rebecca. And he was watching. He knew what kind of woman he was looking for, one with a, a servant heart, one willing to do more than what was asked of her or expected, because he knows what he's about to ask of this girl, something big. And, and he sees that she has this heart of, a service that she's she's got this heart for hospitality and you know god knew that rebecca's heart was already prepared for what he was going to ask her to do too okay let's keep going let's jump down to verse 32 it says so the man went to the house so she takes him she takes him home to introduce him to her family and he's gonna stay there overnight And it says, and the camels were unloaded. 
Straw and fodder were brought for the camels and water for him and and a Then food was set before him, but he said, I will told you what I have to say. So now he's talking to Rebecca's brother, Laban. And he says, then tell us, Laban said. The Lord was blessed. The Lord has blessed my master abundantly, and he has become wealthy. He has given him sheep and cattle, silver and gold, men servants and maid servants, and camels and donkeys. My master's wife, Sarah, has borne him a son in her old age, and he has given him everything he owns. And my master made me swear an oath and said, You must not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, in whose land I live, but go to my father's family and to my own clan and get a wife for my son. Then I asked my master, what if the woman will not come back with me? He replied, the Lord before whom I have walked will send his angel with you and make your journey a success so that you can get a wife for my son from my own clan and from my father's family. Then when you go to my clan, you will be released from my oath. Even if they refuse to give her to you, you will be released from my oath. When I came to the spring today, I said, Oh, Lord, God of my master Abraham, if you will please grant success to the journey on which I have come. See, I am standing beside the spring. If a maiden comes out to draw water and I say to her, Please let me drink a little water from your jar. And if she says to me, Drink and I'll draw water for your camels too, let her be the one the Lord has chosen for my master's son. Before I finished praying in my heart, Rebecca came out with her jar on her shoulder. She went down to the spring and drew water, and I said to her, please give me a drink. She quickly lowered her jar from her shoulder and said, drink, and I'll water your camels too. So I drank, and she watered the camels also. Okay, so he's telling them, you guys, Rebecca is this woman. Rebecca is the woman that we've prayed for. Rebecca is the woman God has chosen for Isaac. Okay, let's keep going. Verse 50. Laban and Bethuel answered, This is from the Lord. We can say nothing to you one way or the other. So in other words, they're trusting his prayers. They're trusting the prayers of Abraham. They're, they're believing that the man set before them has prayed about this and that God has spoken. And it goes on in verse 51. Here is Rebecca, take her and go, and let her become the wife of your master's son, as the Lord has directed. When Abraham's servant heard what they said, he bowed down to the ground before the Lord. Then the servant brought out gold and silver jewelry and articles of clothing and gave them to Rebecca. He also gave costly gifts, gifts to her brother and to her mother. Then he and the men who were with them ate and drank and spent the night there. When they got up the next morning, he said, send me on my way to my master. But her brother and her mother replied, let the girl remain with us 10 days or so. Then you may go. So in other words, they're like, oh, no, we're not ready to, we're not ready to let her go yet. We want her to stay a little bit longer. You stay here too, and then you guys can go. But the servant, he says, he responds back to them. He says in verse 56, do not detain me now that the Lord has granted success to my journey. Send me on my way so I may go to my master. In other words, he knows. He's like, no, this is, this is a done deal. This is the one God has planned. Let me, let me take her back. Then they said, let's call the girl and ask her about it. So here enters Rebecca again. 
So they called Rebecca and asked her, verse 58, will you go with this man? I will go, she said. And that's verse 59. Uh, now we're at verse 59. So they sent their sister Rebecca on her way, along with her nurse and Abraham's servant and his men. And they blessed Rebecca and said to her, Our sister, may you increase to thousands upon thousands. May your offspring possess the gates of their enemies. Then Rebecca and her maids got ready and mounted their camels and went back with the man. So the servant took Rebecca and left. Oh my goodness, guys. Can you even imagine? Talk about an interruption for this young girl, <laughs> right? Yesterday, she just went to the well to get water, like she did every day. And now she's leaving with this guy that she met at the well to go marry someone she's never even met. And so right here, we see those three common threads that we talked about at the beginning of our call today right? We see uncomfortable. I mean, she's definitely been asked to do something that's uncomfortable. And then number two, we see her surrender. And then number three, we see her walk in obedience, right? If this is what God has for me, she says, I will go. Okay, pick it up with me in verse 62 says, now Isaac had come from Beer Lai Roy, for he was living in the Negev. He went out to the field one evening to meditate, and as he looked up, he saw camels approaching. Rebecca also looked up and saw Isaac. She got down from her camel and asked the servant, who is that man in the field coming to meet us? He is my master, the servant answered. So she took her veil and covered herself. Then the servant told Isaac all he had done. Isaac brought her into the tent of his mother, Sarah, and he married Rebecca. So she became his wife and he loved her. And Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. So you guys, I'm sure it wasn't all sunshine and roses after this, right? Um, I'm, I'm sure that she had some hard, lonely days after this quick wedding to this man she's never met. I'm sure that um, it was hard sometimes to be far away from her family and from home and from everything that was familiar. But because she said, I will go, because of her obedience, she gained so much. And not only are we told in verse 67 that Isaac married her and it says, and he loved her. So she, we know that he loved her. We know that she was taken to a place where she was loved. But she also, she gained so much more than that, you guys. God always blesses obedience. And what Rebecca didn't know on that day is that she would later give birth to twin boys, Jacob and Esau. And that Jacob would later father 12 sons, who would be the 12 tribes of Israel, which would eventually lead to the, the lineage of King David and eventually Christ. So because she obediently said, I will go, and she did what was asked of her, even when it was uncomfortable, she surrendered and she obeyed. Because of that, she was blessed to be in the direct lineage of Christ. You guys, God 
always blesses obedience. Will you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you. I thank you so much for um, for this time today. I praise you, Father, for being the God who interrupts and intervenes because you know better. You know better than we do what is good for our lives. And I praise you, Lord, for being the God who blesses our obedience, that when we're willing to be uncomfortable, that when we're willing to surrender, and that we're, when we're willing to obey, Lord, that you have plans for us, plans out in front of us that we can't even imagine that are always better than our own plans, Father. Lord, I thank you for stories like Rebecca's, stories that show us that you're always working and that sometimes it's years and years out in front of us and generations out in front of us where the blessing is going to show up in a mighty way. But Lord, you are the God who blesses that obedience. And so I just I pray, Lord, that you would give us the courage to walk in that obedience. Give us the courage to do whatever it is that you're calling us to do. Father, help us um, to be like Rebecca in the everyday, in the moments where we're just drawing water from the well and we're inconvenienced by the traveler who's thirsty. We help us to take the time to stop and to pause and to look for opportunities to serve you. Lord, I thank you for each person on this call today and in the future. I thank you, Lord, for this time together and for this ministry and for the way that you're growing it and the way that you're using it. Lord, I pray that you would speak to the heart of each person that hears this call. I pray that you would speak to them straight from you, Lord, from your Holy Spirit, whatever it is that you have for them today. Lord, would you grow us? Would you strengthen us? Would you challenge us, convict us? Love us, Lord. So in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, thank you guys for being on this call with me this afternoon. Um, for those of you who may not have found us on Facebook yet, um, if you're interested in, in finding us there, I post all of these calls under the Files tab on our Weekly Skinny Facebook page. All you got to do is search Weekly Skinny in Facebook and then add yourself there. All are welcome. So once you add yourself, I'll get a little notification and I'll approve it. Um, feel free to invite friends or family, team members. Uh, like I said, all are welcome. Next week, just a little bit of housekeeping, next week is Thanksgiving break. So there will not be a live call on Tuesday at 2 like there usually is. But like I said, you can find all the playbacks of these calls posted on the Files tab of our Weekly Skinny Facebook page. So you can use next week to just catch up on any calls you may have missed. And um, in the meantime, even though we won't be together here on this call next week, I will be praying for all of you. I'll be praying that God blesses your time with friends and family. I pray you all have a, a blessed Thanksgiving. I pray for very little 
uncomplicated, no family drama, safe travel, good food, laughter, and love with the ones that you hold dear. Um, For those of you who are um, serving overseas in our military or have family serving overseas in our military that aren't able to make it home for the holidays, a special prayer um, for you and yours. Um, We are a military family as well, so we will be covering you guys in prayer, and we thank you for your service, um, for the service of, of um, those that you love that are, are not coming home because they're serving somewhere else. Um, so um, next, our next live call, we will be starting a new series. And that is going to start, we'll skip next week, like I mentioned. So that next series, the next live call is going to be on Tuesday, November 28th. We will be right back here, just like usual, Tuesdays at 2 o'clock. And I look forward to that time together with you guys being back here then. I, uh, Like I said, in the meantime, we'll be praying for you and yours. Bye now.